Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Tov Kuf Yudalud. We are up to Sivches. It's the last line on page Kuf Lamedalud, the page before 268. The Mechaber says in Sivches, Ein chotchen hapsila l'shnayim. You cannot cut a wick into two. Ela imkain ayedeisha no sein shnei rasha b'fi shnei neiros. Unless the way you do it is that you put two ends of the wick into two separate candles. Umadlika be'emtza. And you light the wick in the middle. And then it turns into two wicks going each one in their respective nair. And that's only permissible if you need both of them. So the Shulchan Aruch is telling over here that you cannot cut a wick into two. As we'll see, that's Tikkun Mana. That's like making a new Kli. But the only way you can do it is if you put two ends of the wick into different Neiros, you light it in the middle, and the Mela, you have a wick that gets cut, and now you have two fires coming out of the two Neiros. And if you need them both, that will be permissible on Yontif. Says the Mishaburas, This means you cannot cut it with a knife. If you want to tear and rip apart the wick with your hands, so then look in the Be'alacha. We'll peek at the Be'alacha. He gives a short uh, discussion about this. In the Vermaskal Ein Chotchen. The Be'alacha says, this idea of tearing the wick into two by your hands is not really explained in the Achronim. From the fact that the Mechaber says you can't be chotech, that's mashma dafka with the kli, it's aser. So on the one hand it sounds like biyad would be mutter, because chotchin, which is aser, is the lashon of a kli. But the fact that the Gemara and the Shulchan Aruch has to find for us a heter by doing it through fire, that's mashma any other way it would be aser, because dafka doing it that way through lighting the wick in the middle, the nearer the mechavin lahadloka, Kamosha Pirish Rashi, because then it gives the appearance that all you're doing is lighting a candle. That's when it's mutter. Which is not the case over here, even if you're tearing it by your hands. You're making it into two wicks. It looks like Masaki Mono. However, the Rambam says explicitly that by your hands is mutter. We'll stop there in the Be'alacha, but he ends off at Sarach Ian. Just to explain again the suffix the Be'alacha has, the poskim don't discuss what the halach is of tearing a wick into two with your hands. On the one hand, the Mechabir is mashma, ein chotchin is mashma, it's a problem with the kli, but your hands are mutter. On the other hand, the fact that the Mechabir and the Gemara come to give you the only way you can be matirit is by lighting it in the middle, it's mashma only that way, but if you tear it into two, even with your hands, it's mashma that is going to be usr. Continues the Mishabura, again, cutting the wick into two is Asr. That's included in the Isra of Tikkun Mono. You're making from one wick now two wicks, and that's going to be Asr. And so to the same din would apply if it was a very long wick. It's not good for you. 
v'chosech mimeno k'dei l'katsra, and you're cutting off some of it just to shorten it, gamkein osr, that also will be osr to hu, gamkein v'chlau tikamona, that also will be included in tikamona, so zlav dafka, cutting it into two, cutting it to a smaller size would be the same isr. And the Sharetzion and then Tessie writes that that which you can cut the wick into two is Vafivu Enot Sarach Lopsila Hashenis, even if you don't need the second wick. That's obvious from the next halacha that the Mishabura says that if you just shorten a wick, it's Aser. So certainly if you're cutting it into two, it's going to be Aser because you might need both sides. And if you don't need both sides, it's like shortening it, in which case it is forbidden. We continue in the Mishabura on page 268 of Katan Mem. Umadlika be'emsa, we said the way that it is mutter to cut the wick is to put the two ends into different neiros and then light it in the middle. Ve'yush nei neiros dolkos, and you'll be left memela with two candles that are that are lit. Ve'lomuchach oz de'lesakune monokamachavin, and then it's not clear that your intention is to fix up the kli to make the wick cut in half. Ela lahadloka ba'amokamachavin, it looks like you're just be machavin for adloka. That's what we saw the bralocha bring down b'shem Rashi as well. You said you have to need both of them in order for it to be permissible to burn the wick in the middle and to create two wicks that way. If you don't need both candles, if so, it's clear that your kavana is for tikkun mona and it's going to be aser. Vidan, you should know the dinza who adin benir shel shava o shel chelav shlohaya dolok adayin. This same din applies with a wax candle or a candle made of fat that was not yet lit. Virotza lochasla l'shtayim besakin. You want to cut it in half with a knife. That's going to be aser. Ach lahadlik ba'ur be'emtsa she aser mehem shnei neiros dolkos shari. However, if you're going to light it with a fire in the middle and make it into two candles, like our case in the Mechaber of the Wick, if you do it by a wax candle, that also will be permissible. Continues the Mechaber of Siftes, You cannot twist a wick and create a wick through the twisting. You can't singe a wick, which is lighting the end in order that it should now relight easier next time. But if the wick is not hard enough, then you can crush it in your hands and squeeze it together in order to harden it. You also are allowed to soak a wick in oil. As long as that oil that you are soaking your wick in does not have a lit candle in it. Says the Mishaburas of Kotam Membez, Ain Golden Pirish Keshashosra, when you are twisting the wick, Ovid Kli Biyomto, that's making a Kli Biyomto, if you're making a wick. Va'ayim ba'achronim duhuhadin da'asr lahatir kliyas hapsilo, the same that applies that it will be forbidden to undo the braiding of a wick. O lahatir ner shel shava ha'kalua, or to undo a braiding of a wax candle, even if your intention is to eventually light it that way, it is usher to create the braiding or to undo the braiding. That is the Sefkat and Membez. We'll look at note 37, where he writes, In terms of creating a floating wick, well, you know the floating wicks that we have by Ner Hanukkah when they sell those for Ner Hanukkah or for Ner Shabbos. So you have a little floating device and there's a wick that you stick through the middle. So are you allowed to stick the wick through the floating device on Yontif? So the Shevet Alevi writes, Shenirah Shemutar, it appears that it's permissible. The aim b'kach mishum iser maka b'patesh, that's not considered finishing up a kli. Mibnei shalonez asal b'kach kekli chodosh uke p'sila shona. 
putting the floating wick into the floating device is not considered making a new kli or like changing the wick. All you're doing is finding a way for the for the wick to be floating on the oil. However, Rav Azar does point out over there that he prepared the floating wicks before Yantif. But he holds that you can put together the two things to make the floating wick on Yantif. So all the poskim seem to say that creating these floating wicks on Yantif would be permissible. Continues the Mishaburah, We don't singe the psila. We don't pre-light it so it'll be easier to light next time. Lahasir Hanimin, that's to remove the threads on the outside, Kadesha Tidlak Yafesh, so it should light better next time. Vikambazem Mishum Tikan Mano, that's also an Israel Tikan Mano. Sefkata Memdalud, Biyado, but we said you can't crush the wick in your hands, the Tikan Kalach Ayodhu, that's considered fixing up a Kli, but it's considered a Shinui, and therefore it's Mutter. And then the Machaber told us you're allowed to soak the wick into oil, Sefkata Memhei, Kadesha Tidlak Achakach Yafesh, Bobayom. So that it should light better that day. You want to use it for lighting later. If it's saturated with oil, it will light better. So the that said you could dip it in, like the Machaber says, as long as there is no lit candle using that oil already. It says in the Shabur if there's a candle that's already lit using that oil, and then you dip another wick inside of it, then you are lessening the amount of oil a little bit. We say in general, if you make use and take out oil from a candle, you're That's what you're doing over here. If there is a lit candle, there's a cup of oil, and you dip another wick in and pull it out, you're basically pulling out oil, and that would be a problem. If there is no candle lit, and you just want to dip the wick in, to saturate it so it will be easier to light later in the day, that's what the Machaber is saying would be permissible. Continues the Machaber Vaiter in Sif Yud. Mutter lahasir apecham shebirosh hanir dolik. You are allowed to remove the little coal that forms on the top of the wick while it's lit to make the fire nicer. But you cannot cut the tip of the wick with a vessel. So the Meshavur explains as Avkata Memzayin Hainu. What it means to say is mashik far pecham. That which the wick was already lit and there was a little coal that was created on top, and because of that coal on the top, the, the nair is a little more dull. Mutter lahasiro, you are allowed to remove it. And if you look at No. 40, a quick glance at No. 40, why are you allowed to remove it? Why isn't that little coal that forms on top of the wick a problem of muktzah? So the Chazanish writes, Something that has no chashivas. Like there's dirt covering the mutter thing underneath it. Hareo misbatel, that third is considered bottle. The intel tulo nechshav ke tulto muksa. And that moving is not considered moving muksa. Elo kamaisen nikayon vitikan adover lishimush. Rather, it's a maisa of cleaning and, and, and fixing up the thing for use. And therefore, by taking off this little coal that forms on top of the wick, that's not considered moving muksa, because the little coal is considered bottle to the wick underneath here. It's like you're cleaning off the wick so it should light better, and therefore it's mutter. Continues the Mishabura at the end of the first line in Sevkotem Emzainu, be the Sosam Machaber from the fact that the Machaber writes its tam. It's Mashma Dafilu Bikli Mutter. It's Mashma that you're allowed to cut off this coal on top of the wick, even with a vessel. Now, which the Machaber ends off and says, but you can't cut the top of the wick. 
שום שאני שהוא מגוף הפסילה והוא בכלל תיקון מנה. There it's different, you're not cutting off the coal, you're cutting off the actual part of the wick and that would be a problem of tikkun mana. So according to the first shita of the mishabura over here, so you are allowed to cut off the coal on top of the wick to make it burn better even with a kli, but you can't cut the wick itself with a kli, that would be tikkun mana. V'yesh omrim, there are those who say that that the mechaber over here really means to be machmir with a kli, even to cut off the coal. That's also to remove the coal of the vessel. So again, that is the second sheet. The second sheet that holds that you can't use a kli not to cut the wick and not even to cut the coal. The only thing you can use the kli for is to... You can't use a kli at all. You can only use your hands to cut off the coal that is on top. So that is the second shita. That's a little bit more machmir. The first shita held that the coal could be taken off with your hand or with an instrument. Here we're saying only with your hand. The cholza medina, this is all maker adin, that you could take off this coal, whether it's with a kli or without a kli. Aval onu b'benir asenu nagu lahachmir, bein b'nir shel shemen, bein b'nir shel shava v'chelev. Shel olimchot kol ikra afilu pecham. That's all maker adin, you could take it off whichever way you hold, but... In our countries, the minog is to be machmir, whether it's a, a, an oil candle, or it's a wax candle, or it's fat, not to clean off the top of the wick at all, and not to remove the pecham, bein biyabe we don't do it at all. The ein heter el nafetz pecham betzbo, the only thing you can do is, is beat the coal a little bit with your finger, like knock it off with your finger, that you can do, but you can't grab it with your finger or with a kli in order to remove it. And Mishabura continues on the top of page, Kufla Medhei, She'enu Mechabeo Biyadayim. The reason why you could just knock it off to the ground is because then you're not actually extinguishing with your hands as if you were just taking it off with, with two fingers. That would be a problem that we're knowing not to do it because that's somewhat like Mechabe Biyadayim. The ain't Tzarech Lomer Shemutar Lahatos Be'etzbo as Roshab Silo Kedeshetit Lagyafa. Needless to say, you would be allowed to uh, lean with your finger the top of the psila, get it to stand up more straight so it should burn better. That's Pasha, that that would be permissible. And the last Sif in this simon is Sif Yud Aleph on page Kufla Medhei HaMadlik Ner Shal Yom Tov. One who lights Yom Tov candles, Tzarech Levarech Asher Kedishonu B'Mitzosah V'Tzivanu, Lahadlik Ner Shal Yom Tov. The bracha is similar to Shabbos, but we replace Ner Shal Shabbos with Ner Shal Yom Tov. The Meshavru says in the Kodem Emches, the lighting of candles on Yontav is a mitzvah like lighting candles on Shabbos. If it's both Yontav and Shabbos together, Omer, then you say in the bracha, Even the second day of Yontav in Chutzlaretz, you also make a bracha on Avlakas Neir, it's the second night of Yontav. Now there is a very lengthy note over here, note number 42, I'd like to point out, a few different parts of this note that are very lamaisa. Number one, the beginning of note 42, he says, When it comes to making a bracha on the hadlaka of Yantif candles, On Shabbos we hold you should not make the bracha before you light, because she's being makabel Shabbos with her bracha, and once you make the bracha, you already can't light candles, you can't use fire after you make the bracha, and therefore you make the bracha after you light. However, you are allowed to light a fire, as long as you're taking the fire from an existing flame. 
So Kosov Lael, we learned earlier, Sha'afshul Dasa Maginabram ain't Machalkin Ben Shabbos and Yonta Bishum Loplug. Even though the Maginabram says that Anyonta Vish the same way as Shabbos in order not to differentiate, and therefore Bayantov also says the Maginabram. You should lie first, make the bracha afterwards. According to many achronim, on yot, if you would make the bracha before the adloka, like any other mitzvah, you make the bracha over last yasin. On Shabbos you can't, but on yot, if you can, and therefore the achronim say that you shouldn't in fact do that, unlike the Magad Avram. The cost of the Mata Ephraim, the Mata Ephraim writes an interesting thing. If she's lighting the candles on Yontif Mamish, and not before Yontif, then Avada she should make the Bracha before she lights. Because once she's lighting on Yontif, you can't say this low plug to Shabbos. You're not going to do this also on Shabbos. The fact that you're lighting the Yontif candles on Yontif itself and not beforehand like you do by Shabbos candles, that's enough of a hecker. And says the Matah Ephraim, you would never get mixed up between Shabbos and Yontif. There would be no, plug, no low plug over there. And therefore, if you're lighting on Yontif itself, then you should in fact make the bracha for sure, according to the Matah Ephraim, before you light. Skip the next paragraph and look at the third paragraph, where it tells us when is the best time to light Yontif candles. Should you light before Yontif like you do before Shabbos? Or since you can light candles on Yontif, just light it on Yontif. V'sha'at adlokas neros Yontif kosav. Ben HaPrisha, the son of the Prisha says, It's best to light them before Yontif starts. Not to wait till night time. The same way that on Shabbos we prepare everything for before Shabbos so it should be ready for the evening. You should do the same thing on Yontif, you should light before. Vodan furthermore, Shekevan Shavara Biyomtovi Malacha says Lamaisa, making a fire in Yontav is a Malacha, Adifla Sosa Bachovalo Biyomtov Atzmo. It's better to do it during the week and not on Yontav itself. That was the Migad Atz of the Chazanish, to light Yontav candles before Yontav starts. Vechain Kasu Vishanju Shevara Levi and the Orlation Shiroi Linog Lamaisa. Vechain Dash of Yoshiv. Says Rebbe Yoshev that you should light Yontif candles like Shabbos candles by turning on the electricity first and having your bracha go on both of them. Even one who has the minog as of now to be lighting Yontif candles at night, Yishana Esmin Hagel, change your minog. We go so far as to say, change your minute of during the day. The Eino Tzarech Ataras Nadarim. You do not need to be Matir Neder. So all those posts given that paragraph are telling us that you should light Yontif candles on the first day of Yontif, obviously, before Yontif starts. Me'idoch, on the other hand, the Me'iri Mavur, Shederoch Ha'olam L'Hadrik Neiros Yontif Balayla. The Me'iri does bring down that it is the normal Deroch of the world to light Yontif candles at night. So here we have the Me'iri on the other side. Now we are going to skip all the way to the bottom of the left-hand side, all the way at the bottom, the second-to-last paragraph in note 42. We know that a woman who forgets to light candles for Shabbos, she has to add a candle as a knas for the rest of her life. But when it comes to a woman who forgot to light candles on Yontif, Rav Yoshev holds, and Rav Ozner, The Chachom did not place a knas on her. That she'll have to add an extra light her whole life. Like by Shabbos. 
Kevon shelo konsu elo b'mokom sheshchiach shetishkach. They only made the knas in a place where it's common to forget. It's very unlikely and very rare for a woman to forget to light candles. Because Lamaisa, even though we just saw many posts say you should light before Yontif, but Lamaisa, everyone agrees you are allowed to light on Yontif and you certainly can light till the end of the Suda and even beyond if you're going to be Nenef from the candles. So it's so unlikely for one to forget they never place their Knas in such an unlikely case. Let's say a person's uh, his oven went off and he wants to relight it using the lights from the yont of candles. So Shomazam and Orbach and Ovayoshe both say that it's mutter. The mice of the yont of candles were created for all the needs of yont Not only to see by them, but also to use it, and therefore you would be allowed to use your yont of candles to relight your oven or for other uses that you need for yont We will stop here in Mitz Hashem, and the next year we'll begin Simon Tov Kuf Tesvav. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myra McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.